It's another Saturday night in comedy, and tonight we're sitting down with two very distinct upcoming comics and the veterans of the comedy world who are championing them both. From a former punk rock singer making their mark on Toronto's stand-up scene to a newbie making his first-time major stage debut, joined by two longtime friends of the show, it's a full double panel tonight. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to an all new Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto. And as always, streaming all across the entire known MCU on Global News Online. We got our producer Vince Tedesco on the air with us this week. And of course, this week's episode, as always of late, is brought to you by literally no one at all. We are open for biz here on Inside Jokes. Come get it, sponsors. Vince Tedesco is on the air. How are you doing this week, buddy? I like it. Come get it. Very giddy week. It's a come, down. Come get it. We have actually, Vince, it's a very interesting bit of a double header panel tonight. So we have two very distinct sort of upcoming comics. First up here on the Toronto scene, we have a comic, Bones Polly, who has gone from the punk world, fronted a punk band, ran to do a, a venue down in St. Catharines has now been taking the Toronto stand-up scene by storm and is releasing her debut album and special in Flammable Materials. Joined by our old friend of the show, Marty Young, who of course is kind of, I've always likened her to a Canadian comedy Lester Bangs, just sort of a journalist who has always kept her pulse on the Toronto stand-up scene and who's who and who's coming up, has really been championing this album, which of course drops at the end of the month. Uh, Marty was there for all the tapings. She's all about Bones' material right now. So, Vince, we're going to find out what this new album and special is all about. And then a little later on in the show, another old friend of ours, Giuseppe the MC, returns. Of course, last we spoke to him earlier on in the season. Uh, he was gearing up for this huge theater show, this big gala coming up at Mississauga's Paramount Theater. Uh, he was also running a contest, Vince, to find the next Italian comic. And, of course, you were one of the honorary judges on that panel. You yeah. got to see all of these upcoming comics. First-timers, brand-new comics. This, of course, is going to be the debut stage appearance of Marco, who is joining him on stage, opening up for Giuseppe. And, I mean, this is no mild debut. This is He's opening up in front of a sold-out theater crowd, in front of Giuseppe's own massive built-in online audience. Uh, so it's, again, two new comics, both from sort of different areas of the stand-up world, both being championed by some of our old favorite returning friends of the show. So it's some newbies. It's some veterans sort of pushing them along the way. New albums are coming up. New live theater shows, new specials, all that good stuff right here tonight on Inside Jokes. Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto, and as always, streaming all across the entire known goddamn universe on Global News Online. This week's episode, of course, is brought to you by Absolutely Not a Soul. We are approaching season eight on Inside Jokes, and guess what? We are newly single and looking to mingle. We are sponsor-free and open to biz, and believe you me, this is Canadian comedy AM radio. There is quite literally... 
no sponsor too small. Again, we have a very exciting double panel tonight. We have two very distinct upcoming comics. We got new albums, new specials, debut performers, and two of our favorite returning friends of the show who are both kind of championing these comics along the way. First up, we got our returning friend, Marty Young, who I've always sort of likened to the Lester Bangs of Canadian comedy, I like to say, because Marty always has her finger on the pulse of what's going on in the Toronto stand-up scene and sort of who's who. And obviously the landscape has changed a lot these past few years. We've seen a lot of independent clubs open up. We've seen a lot of new faces appearing on specials, releasing albums, starting their own tours, starting their own labels. One of those very comics who has really taken the Toronto stand-up scene by storm right now and has an all-new special and debut album, both dropping, as the kids say, May 30th. Bones Poli is also with us. How are you both doing tonight? Hi. Hey, Gene. I'm I great. Thanks. Thanks for having us. I, I'm excited about this because Bones, you've like these last few years, you've really been one of those faces on the Toronto stand-up scene that is sort of just a regular feature at these independent clubs that have sprung up. You're one of those names and faces we've seen on so many lineups lately and so many posters and so many bills. And again, the Toronto stand-up scene has really undergone a lot of evolution and change in the last few years. A lot of those old heritage rooms from pre-pandemic or the pandy as we like to affectionately call it on this show because let's make that whole thing more fun but a lot of new spaces opened up and we saw a lot of new headliners emerge in this sort of reborn scene in Toronto and you are certainly one of those and you have you just shot and recorded this album slash special they they come out May 30th at the end of this month uh so I'm excited to get into what that's all about and of course our friend Marty Young I think has always been sort of an early on fan of your material and a champion of your material Marty's been sort of nipping at our heels for weeks now going you got to get me and bones on and talk about this whole thing so it's Aww. exciting to get into what this whole thing is all about Marty's the best. Best. <laughs> I, yeah i couldn't agree uh not with that <laughs> i i couldn't agree more about how it's such an interesting time uh for canadian comedy and certainly personally as somebody um covering it and my whole like um a philosophy towards comedy and what comedy what comedy can be and how um important it is as an art form has definitely shifted and uh, bones is such a large part of expanding that into my work and and practice so um i'm really excited about this special and i'm so excited to talk to you dean i'm always you're such a you're such a champion of mine and it's always great to chat well, it's, and I mean, it's kind of, it's, you've always sort of had your finger on that pulse of what's going on right now in Canadian comedy and especially here on the Toronto scene. And it's interesting because, and we've been sort of harping on that a lot on this show lately. It really does feel like there's been this sea change in Toronto comedy and in Canadian comedy where it's sort of flipped on its head. It's completely artist driven now. I mean, yes, the old quote unquote gatekeepers do still exist. The big festivals are back now after the pandemic. The same clubs that were always there do exist. But those days of the only inroads where you had to go get seen by these bookers and by these two clubs and get signed and they told you where to go and that was it. It really does feel like comics over the past few years especially have decided, why? Why can't I just build my own audience? Why can't I start a club? Why can't I reach out and build my own following? I mean, Bones, obviously, you know, you've been at this for a few years now, but you came at comedy a very interesting way. You came from the punk world. You, did, yeah. a band called Pisser. you ran a venue in St. Catharines. 
So, I mean, you're no stranger, I think, to obviously building your own audience and just doing your own thing without anybody calling the shots for you. You kind of came at comedy in an interesting way. You didn't necessarily come up in those, in that old Toronto route of like, you got to go do the mics and you got to yeah. do it, right? You got to get signed by the two clubs and that's it. You just kind of went at it and said, I'm just going to do this. Nobody like, why can't I just go and do this? And obviously it's paying off. Yeah, it's very true that that has always been my attitude. And uh, even just, yeah, when I started doing music, um, I started running my own venue pretty early on. Like I had only been in a band for maybe a year and I was booking shows at other venues. And then I just thought, I want to have more control over this and I want this to be a more welcoming and communal and DIY sort of environment. So I started my house venue and ran it for 10 years. And uh, when I started doing comedy, I definitely did hit go around and hit mics. And I definitely did try to get into whatever spots I could get into. But uh, I was living in St. Catharines before I moved to Toronto and I wasn't getting enough stage time there. So I started my own room and that was like early on in my career. But I was just like, yeah, I need more stage time. So I'm going to create it. I'm going to make it happen. Um, and I think even you look at the, you know, the labels that have sprung up in Canadian comedy the last few years. I mean, you know, it's only been a couple of years that the Junos started recognizing comedy albums again. And those that category has been swept entirely by labels that were start. you know, our friend Alice and Dor over at Sirius, who started Howl and Roar a couple of years yeah. back. Comedy Records, 604 Records, independent labels that just went, here's a lot of artists that weren't getting camera time. They weren't getting stage time. They weren't getting festival time, but they need an audience because this is some of the best talent in Canada right now. Uh, but anyways, there's lots to get into with you both. I do want to find out a lot more about what this special and album are both all about. And of course, how you made such a fan out of our friend Marty Young. We're going to come back with more Bones and Marty right here on Inside Jokes. Hey, this is Bones Pulley, and you can catch my debut comedy album, Inflammable Material, dropping everywhere May 30th on all streaming platforms. And check out the album release party at Comedy Bar West, May 30th. You're listening to Inside Jokes. One, two, three, four, five, six. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto. And as always, streaming everywhere across the entire mcu where there's tay internets on global news online we are talking to our friends bones poley and marty young bones of course has an all-new debut album and special both dropping at the end of this month on may 30th and an album release party coming up at the og comedy bar comedy bar west here in toronto one of our favorite venues and i think really now one of the linchpins of canadian comedy uh, one thing I want to pick your brain on, Bones, I mean, obviously this had to play a lot into your material and and certainly influence this album and special a lot. But I mean, again, we touched on this a little bit before the break, but you you came up in the music world. You came up fronting a punk band. You came up running a venue. Why the move to comedy? Because I feel there's always that old cliche about how, you know, comics always wish they were musicians. But I also think the flip side is true, it seems like. I think musicians are also like, I want to be... Obviously, you're a living example of that. You I, made that I got the best of both worlds. You really <laughs> do. Like, what made you make that jump? And I mean, how much did that sort of background flavor what you're doing on this album? I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I never really had any kind of a dream to get into comedy. It was just sort of a random thing that evolved. I was in between bands and... I had a friend who did comedy and I went and watched him at a few amateur mics and I was like, I could do that. 
I, I legitimately started it as a hobby. I thought it would just be a side thing and that music was still my main focus. And then I fell in love. I fell hard and I fell fast. And I realized that this was really going to be, this is what ended up taking over. And I'm not not even really doing any music right now. Like comedy's become the main focus. It's it's just become addictive. It's just, it was like, I, yeah, it, it was meant to be. There must be some similarities there too, because obviously, you know, in the music world and especially in the, punk world there is always that feeling at a live show there's that electricity and everything's raw and in the moment and there's always that feeling of anything could happen and obviously yeah. we're just coming out of a period where we spent a couple of years just watching online specials and listening to podcasts and you know having digital comedy festivals now we're back to the true stuff we're back to you know being in these intimate clubs and watching comics live yeah. on stage there is always that feeling of like anything could happen and every show is this raw in the moment thing i mean Marty, you've always written about that. Just nothing, it's sort of nothing replaces Yeah, and I feel like there was, if I'm going to be entirely honest, it, I feel like there was a time where things, you had to be very um, kind of courteous with the things that you saw because people were healing. The, the nature of comedy is, is so healing for the people who do it. You know, it's an art form done live right in front of you. And so the comics themselves were making sense of this massive earth shattering thing we had all lived through. And it's only now where you're really starting to see that kind of uh, cast come off. And you're really starting to see this full, um, the full art form have a very interesting state again. I think so too. Like, do I, it, it really does feel like, again, especially after the last couple of years, but it does feel like audiences are coming out and sort of returning to this real hunger to just be in these small theaters and in these indie comedy clubs and shut off the real world and listen to comics get raw and real about stuff that nobody's talking about the rest of the time. I mean, Bones, the, the, the interesting thing about your material is you do tackle a lot of social politics. You tackle a lot of current social things that are going on you talk about a lot of sort of real raw sometimes uncomfortable things but you bring people you bring an audience into it in a way where you're like it's okay to laugh at this stuff and you sort of find the absurd into it it doesn't it doesn't feel like they're sort of getting forced a lesson or anything like that it feels like you're just like this is us the lights are down we're in this intimate little space and i'm here to just make you go it's okay to laugh at this stuff and you sort of find the funny in these darker sides of things do you think like that's where some of your background comes from because you came from that world of music where it was all about just engaging with an audience up close and personal like that? Yeah. And thank you for saying that because I definitely never want to be like a preachy comic who comes off as just like championing some political stance. I obviously have my opinions, but uh, I think it, the most important thing is to laugh and to be silly and to have fun. So I'm glad that it, it comes off that way. Um, I think even coming from music, a lot of my bands we're obviously very political as punk bands are, but even in my bands, I always had really silly songs. I remember the first time Marty ever saw my, my band, we, I was playing this song that I had written to my old bass player and it's called Camping. And the whole song is basically just making fun of him because he doesn't know what camping is. It's the most ridiculous song. <laughs> and, and Marty saw that song and fell in love with me and then like looked me up after and we've been friends ever since. But, um, it was funny when I first started doing stand-up, people would say, oh, well, you did music and now you do comedy. Are you going to do musical comedy? And I was always like, no. I I mean, 
there's the odd person who does musical comedy well, but for the most part, it's not good. And it's not, I don't have any desire to do that. And then I realized actually pretty recently that all the bands I was in were kind of musical comedy because we we did have very silly songs. And I, you know, we also had serious songs and I would have my moments where I talked about important political and social issues, but I would also just like, be so zany and ridiculous even with my stage presence I had bands where I'd work costumes and I've always just been really uh absurdist and outlandish and and just trying to have a good time is there something freeing about that too where you were like you know what you didn't come from that world of you know going up and doing amateur night at the clubs and going I have to have this specific seven minutes and I have to get signed by this booker and I have to get signed by this club you really sort of eschewed all that and you just went I'm just approach yeah. in the way that I want to do my thing there That's must be something kind of refreshing about that I mean how did you know that this was this was the album that you were ready to put out there and that you wanted to release out there this was the special I mean because again you came up just sort of doing your own thing in a lot of ways well I mean I have been doing stand-up for 10 years now so I uh you know I have hours worth of material at this point so I figured at least at least 40 minutes of it's got to be good enough for an album it definitely helped to have encouragement from friends, though, um, because I think a, a lot of comics struggle with this. But I know I definitely did struggle with the imposter syndrome of feeling like, oh, I'm not a real comic. Like, I'm not really I'm not really part of that world. or I don't really get it or, they don't, really, you know, I don't really belong or people don't really respect me as a comic or having all these feelings. And then having people like Marty come along and other friends that are higher up in the industry come along and tell me no, you're, you're good. And you've got this and you should just, you should, it's time for an album. Like I, I need, I did need that encouragement and I'm glad that I had it and I'm glad I made the album because I am, I'm very proud of it. I think it was time. And I think it's uh it's a good showcase of everything I've been working on for the past decade. And, and I think there's the fact that bones has eschewed that kind of, because you encounter so many comics that it can feel like a Christopher Guest movie. I had this big meditation in my life or like this, where I realized that it was okay to think about comedy differently because I've been seeing comedy, writing it, doing Young Modern Laughs for seven years. And I was like, I'm not the same. Comedy certainly not the same. There's different ways to feel about it. And then when I met Bones and saw her do comedy for the first time, and also just like our conversations, the way that she she was as as a comic um, and as a person, it was really refreshing. And I think that she is a comic that is part of an emerging style that you're going to see a whole lot more of. Um, uh, you're going to see a whole lot more of, and I, I'm always fascinated by trends and comics and I'm always fascinated by unique voices that people, um, like, like there's some comics that I was right about and I'm so damn smug about them now. I'm like a hipster. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I remember their first, like their first thing. And so, um, this album is very good. It's been also Bones is incredibly hard worker. So this this album has been entirely um, a labor of love on her part for a year now. Well, and that's the thing, too. I mean, it's it's no small statement to say, I mean, obviously, Marty, you've been pounding the payment for a decade and watching mind numbing amounts of mics over the years. And you've seen everybody sort of come and go. So the fact that even earlier on, 
you were such a fan of Bones' material and the fact that you were you're championing this album and this special so hard. I mean, again, it's 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 really easy to get caught in that cycle where you watch so much comedy where something really grabs hold of you and makes you remember why you're a fan in the first place, which obviously this album and that special, which you were there for, obviously this did exactly that. But I could talk to you both all day and I think we'll have to have you both back on. But before we do let you go, so Bones, for our listeners at home, where can we check out this special? How can we get tickets to the album drop party? Where can we listen to the album online? All that good stuff. So my name, if you spell it correctly, B-O-N-E-Z-P-O-L-E-Y, it's the same across all my social media platforms. And my website is also bonespoly.com. So I've got information about everything on all of those platforms. And you can buy tickets to the album release through the Comedy Bar website. And the album will be streaming on every streaming service, Spotify, iTunes, whatever, wherever you get your stuff. And the video special will be on YouTube. There we go. And And shout out to Tyler Chasma for directing that. Our old yeah, friend, yeah. And Marty, of course, our friend Marty Young. Where can we follow you online? Read all your writings and your musings and critiques of the Canadian comedy world and your uncanny ability to just point out. Oh, Dean, I like you too, <laughs> man. Um, yeah, very simple. Hashtag Young Modern Laughs. There we go. Thank you again, Bones and Marty. I wish we could do this all day, but we'll have to have you both back on soon. Look forward to that album. Look forward to that special. And again, for our listeners at home, hit up comedybar.ca. Do not miss that album launch party and listen to the album, watch the special. We'll be back with more inside jokes right here on 640 Toronto. Hey guys, Giuseppe the MC here. You are listening to Inside Jokes. I'd love to see you on June the 10th at the Paramount Fine Food Center as I perform a show about Italians for all of you. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto. And of course, as always, streaming coast to coast, Canada wide, North America wide, Planet Earth wide, Marvel Cinematic Universe wide, <laughs> on the Global News Radio Network. If you happen to be stuck at home and have the internets, oh boy, are we the show for you. Thank you again to our returning friend of the show, Marty Young. Uh, once again, always covering the beat in Canadian comedy. And of course, Bones Poli. Don't miss that new album and special, both dropping May 30th. Hit up comedybar.ca to check out that album release party. Now we're checking in with another frequent old friend of the show, very big theater show coming up. We talked to him early on in this season, sort of in the lead up to this. And also there was a contest to find the next Italian comic. And guess what? He did exactly he found him. That. He found him. <laughs> we got the next Italian comic and we have our returning friend of the show, Giuseppe the MC, who we always love checking him with. So Giuseppe, before we introduce this sort of rising star that you're bringing to the stage, last time we talked to you, it was early on in season seven here. You were sort of teeing up this big, huge theater show that you have coming up in Mississauga. You have the full massive venue that is the Paramount Theater. And of course, you went on a search for the next Italian comic, who you've now found. You had a panel of judges, including our own Vince Tedesco. You found the guy. What's this all about, man? So uh, first off, thanks for having us both on the show. It's uh, two dreams in one. You know, I I always... Dreams in one. I like that. Dreams in one. Basically, I, I wanted to do an arena show after, you know, following a lot of my peers and 
and uh, and watching what they were doing. I said, you know, if they can do it, I, I, I maybe I can do it. Right. So I said, OK, when we come out of this pandemic, I just don't want to come back to doing theaters. I said, hey, I want to do an arena. You know, did I bite off a lot more than I can chew? Yes, uh, absolutely. But you know what? It was something I aimed for and dreamed about. And it's literally a month away. So that's all happening. In the midst of that, I also had dreams for years of 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 bringing up new talent, um, especially in the ethnic community, the Italian community. Uh, there's some great comics. and but, but I feel there should be more. I felt I feel that it's always the same four or five guys, uh, especially, in, you know, in the GTA, let's say. There's many more around the world, but there's not that many. You can count them all on on two hands, right? And I just felt that there was more out there and new stories to be told. I, I truly felt that we shouldn't always be talking about plastic on the couch and and uh, uh, tomato sauce. There's other things to talk about. <laughs> and uh, I, I I said, if it's not me who's saying it, if it's not my peers that are saying it, somebody out there is going to say it. And boy, did we find that somebody uh, who's yeah. the... It is true. And I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head there because the like the thing about your comedy has always been, obviously, yes, there is a mass built-in following there. You built this stuff online yourself. You built this stuff on the road in theaters and selling out theaters for years yourself. So obviously there's a mass built-in audience there in the Italian, Canadian and Italian American communities. But it's interesting because like you said, you don't want to see the same five or 10 comics doing the same material about, because yes, obviously you're tackling these topics, but I find with your shows, you're also you also make it broad in a way where you can sell out an arena, you can sell out a theater, and it is inclusive to a wider audience where it's like, we're going to make you laugh at this stuff too. This isn't just for the Italians. This isn't just for this community. This is a, a show that you want to bring everybody into. It's sort of the, I hate, it's almost a cliche at this point, but it's almost the old Russell Peters thing of like, yeah, I'm talking about my background and my heritage. Obviously, that audience is there, but he made it so palatable for a wide audience, and he just found the funny in all this stuff, and I think you've always been really great at that. Uh, but we should drum roll this guy, by the way. So, again, our own Vince Tedesco was one of the judges on the next Italian comic. And, again, Giuseppe, we always check in with you a couple times a season on this show. We've been doing so for years. So you were teeing up this theater, this big arena show for a long while now. You were teeing up the next Italian comic. You found him. You got him. He's opening for you coming up live here in Mississauga. Marco Giorgio is with us. How you doing, man? How's it going? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I really appreciate yeah. this. I mean, we know Giuseppe's resume. We know Giuseppe's work. We've had him on the show over the years quite a bit. and He's always spinning multiple plates. I mean, even during the pandemic, obviously, it was a bit of a shutdown for any independent comic who sells out their own crowds because everything went on pause. But obviously, he always had the online following. How the, how did we find you, man? Where did you get in touch with Giuseppe? What's your, is this like, this theater show, it's a big show. Is this really your first, are you swiping the V card on stage here? What have you, have you done? Open my, how, how big of a debut is this, man? I swear to God, it was my first stand-up uh, performance ever. Um, I I just felt like it was just something that uh, was just a part of me. I, I didn't feel nervous. Um I really did. Uh, I, well, I while I was on stage, I didn't feel nervous. But before, I must have ate like four hundred cannoli backstage. Okay, <laughs> yeah. like no joke, no joke. Okay, I went on there, white powder all over me. People probably thought I was like Tony Montana or something, but it was definitely cannoli powder. So don't worry. Uh, but it was a, a lot of uh, it was a lot of anxiety. 
But as soon as I felt that light hit me, I didn't see anybody. It was so bright, you know. Um, in the words of my father, you know, don't worry. That's, uh, you know, don't worry. That's not a train, you know, with that bright light looking at you. Um, but when I got the reaction uh, to my jokes, uh, and surprisingly, some of the ones that didn't hit, uh, and then the ones I didn't even think that would hit, they hit. You know, uh, it was it was just a whole new experience. But to have that type of uh, feeling, uh, I'm addicted to it. I love it. I just want to make people smile for you know, a short period of time in their life, no matter what's going on in the world. You know, we don't have enough unity uh, in today's world. So we need more of that. There is nothing quite like that feeling, though, eh? especially on a theater stage like that. And I mean, obviously, Giuseppe was there was a lot of PR behind that whole competition hype and lead up to this but when you get up on that stage man it's do or die but there's also no drug quite like that is there really no honestly it's it's unreal it's unreal and i and i anyone that is thinking about doing it or too shy or too scared or they think oh you know i'm a good storyteller i have some jokes this and that i really highly recommend for them just to go and try it you never know unless unless you try you know Okay, so let's let's give the background here because Giuseppe, you ran the contest for the next Italian comic. Prerequisite was what? Less than one year of stand-up experience? Uh, yeah, very little experience as uh, as possible. I mean, look, if you had a couple of years, it wasn't a big deal. But it, more so, I, I, there was a lot of things that I measured. The least the the least experience, the better. Right. I really truly wanted a newbie. And applicants applicants essentially emailed you or DM'd you and then you shrunk it down to like nine contestants. That's right. They performed in front of a live audience at the Zoetic in Hamilton. I was one of the judges there. Uh, that's what Marco was talking about right now about uh, performing that. And then from there, it was strictly online. The voting that's went right. online. That's right. So basically, I had applicants come in from uh, all over uh, Canada. It was a Canada-wide search. And uh yeah i had to reduce i reduced down to who i felt like i did a lot of pre-interviews i called them i talked to them you know again even though they had zero experience you know did they have an experience ever speaking in front of an audience uh whether it's comedy or not uh you know what kind of stories do they have to tell uh just because a prerequisite was that you had to at least have one grandmother or one grandfather italian so what there's a lot of people that have italian descent did you grow up italian uh, in, a, in an yeah. Italian household, uh, because what stories are you going to tell, right? Um, because again, the theme of the arena show is also, uh, you know, Italian based. It's a comedy about it's a comedy show about Italians. Right. But like Dean was saying earlier, you know, what, what Russell did and such is we've expanded. I've expanded. My original original show was 40% in Calabrese. It wasn't even in like proper Italian. So I had Northern Italians that didn't understand what I was saying. Um, and that was great for my audience. But if I wanted to expand, and especially at this point with this, you know, with Serena, um, you have to expand. And so a lot of people today are asking me, you know, how, how many, is the show going to be in English or in Italian? And I said, no, 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 no. It's about 95% in English. And um and that 5% or so, it's going to be translated easy. But yeah, uh, that, that was basically the premise of, of uh, the whole thing. Well, and I think, and uh, before we go to break, I think one of the brilliant things about this is you've sort of, you've sort of jumped a bunch of steps in a way for, for an upcoming comic like Marco Giorgio here, because 
you know, normally you'd go and hit the mics and you'd get into your comfort zone and you'd be in this sort of space where you're comfortable with that audience for years and years and years before you even go out on the road and go out into a theater. You're going from zero to a hundred here. It's like do or die. So he's going to be up in front of this big theater audience that you've accumulated over the years and the lights are on and that's it. It's showtime, baby. Also, before we go to break, shout out to our friends at the Zoetic in Hamilton. Uh, that is a great independent venue. I'm glad that was part of this contest as well. We're going to come back with more of our friend Giuseppe, the MC, and of course, his new rising star, Marco Giorgio. They're going to be coming up live at the Paramount here in Mississauga. We're going to come back with more inside jokes right here on 640. What's going on, guys? It's yours truly, Marco Giorgio, and I am the winner of the next Italian comic. And you are tuning into Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby. There's a little Wolfman Jack for you. You are tuning in right here on 640 Toronto. And as always, coast to coast on the Global News Network, we are talking to our good buddy Giuseppe the MC, and of course, his new rising star, the next Italian comic, Marco Giorgio. They are coming up live June 10th at the Mass Arena. That is the Paramount Fine Food Center in Mississauga. And of course, this is this is a show that our friend Giuseppe has been teeing up for quite a while here on Inside Jokes. I mean, again, before the break, we were talking to you. You were sort of teasing this whole thing early on this past season. I mean, one thing that's exciting about this show as well, I mean, because again, you've you've always joined us on these panels over the years, Giuseppe. We've always known what's gone on with your comedy career. One thing that was interesting was during that couple of years of the pandemic is, you know, because you you always built things independently. You were always you built your own online audience. You built your own mass following. You always did your own tours. You always sold out your own theaters. You sort of went back to roots in a way. You actually stepped aside a little bit because you didn't, you know, I mean, just for laughs, did what they had to do and did a digital festival format. Yuck, yuck, started doing live streaming shows. You didn't have that infrastructure behind you. You were always, I mean, yeah, you started off with an online following, but you were somebody who always booked your own venues and booked your own tours and made your own audience happen. You actually stepped back in a way and sort of, I think for you, and we talked to you a lot about this during that time, for you, it was a time to sort of be with family and regroup and retool your image a little bit and write some new material and figure out who you wanted to be on stage next after all this. So I think this is sort of cathartic too, because this whole mass show and this tour that you're embarking on which i want to get into as well and of course next italian comic all these big things that are coming up for you this is all stuff that you've been sort of waiting in the wings ready to unleash after all this sort of period where you just stepped aside to sort of regroup i think a little bit there was a there was a lot of reflection during that time uh a lot because we didn't know how long this pandemic was going to last no right and so you know you're thinking to yourself uh, there's a lot of times in that whole break. Why did I put all my eggs in one basket? I have nothing right now. I, you know, and I started, you know, doing these odd jobs and, 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 and while I was doing those odd jobs, which I appreciated because I needed the money. Like, you know, I still got to survive and eat and live and, you know, have children's support and such. It drove me even more in my head to when I come back, I'm going to come back bigger than ever. I'm going to come back bigger yeah. than ever. So I didn't want to do uh, little snippets online and man, a lot of my peers did that and they did great and they helped, they did a great service to a lot of people who needed laughter 
during that time. I was sticking to the content, you know, the video content and stuff, but I wasn't going live doing comedy shows. I said, but when I come back, it's got to be huge. And uh, that's where this whole idea came about. And I said, if I don't do this now, when am I going to do it? Yeah. Right. Um, I, I felt that my career was going into wedding singer mode. You know, Adam Sandler, like, oh, look at me. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and then just every week. Uh, and I'm like, I don't want to be the wedding singer. I don't. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do that. And uh, whatever the results are, uh, whether I sell it out, whether I don't, in my mind, it's something I did, something I accomplished. And then once that's done on June the 11th, okay, what am I planning next? Let's go. What's the next What's the next project? Well, and that's the thing. I mean, obviously, again, you've been a longtime friend of the show. And we've always checked in with you over the seasons, right? And I mean, it's sort of, it is a big return to form for you. And I mean, for our listeners at home, you had a better pandemic than we did. <laughs> you took <just, laughs> time away from the stage, but now you're doing all these massive projects that you've been sort of brainstorming for a few years now you you just went and spent some family time and you got into good shape and you know we're still here i still have a covid beard and 40 plus pounds of pandemic fat so they're <laughs> doing great yeah. one yeah. thing I love about this contest by the way and i think our producer vince tedesco could probably agree well, is yeah. with the next italian comic you couldn't pick a better group of people to have any absence of self-confidence, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you, I am so grateful that I was the only person on earth that was not a judge. Yeah. I, I stepped back. I just hosted because they were so great. In fact, not only is Marco performing, but I also have the runner-up performing as well because yeah. they were so good. Okay, Marco was awarded the, 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 the title. You know, like I, I said, and he online. also won some cash, Giuseppe. Yeah, yeah, he won some That's cash. Five, five jeans, which, by the way, uh, Marco, I don't know if you've been told this yet, but just so you know, five grand is on average a five-year salary in Canadian stand. <laughs> yeah, that. Make no money in comedy, by the way. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I just want so to I've heard. So I've heard. So, Marco, it's only downhill from here. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. Make more than that. So at the, time, at the time of this recording, exposure. Yeah. At the time of this recording, we are one month away from your show, Giuseppe. That's right. Um, and Marco, you're going to be doing it. Do we know how many minutes you're going to be doing on stage? Yes. Doing I, I believe 10 minutes. Yeah. 10 minutes. Oh, beautiful. That's now, a good The arena is 7,000 people. That's not going to set you off? No, I'm going to tell the elderly people to bring some extra Paula Dent. <laughs> okay. Because I'm going to make them laugh their teeth right out of their head. Okay. Well, I think what's exciting about this too, and uh, before we sort of get into all the plugs here, but I think, I mean, Giuseppe, like you said, you, and this probably was a little bit tricky for you, but you didn't actually judge. You were, of course, hosting this whole thing and you put this whole thing together. But I mean, obviously this goes to show that Giuseppe, like any good comic, is also just a fan of comedy. So you know what you like when you see an upcoming comic. Uh, before we let you guys go, Giuseppe, where can we get tickets for this? Where can we get tickets for your tour, follow you online, all that good stuff? So it's all easy. Uh, everything is always Giuseppe the MC. So GiuseppeTheMC.com for tickets. And uh, and it's going to be recorded, by the way, for streaming services. Hey. Uh, so there's certain sections that need to be filled. So people can reach out to me, say, where are the best seats? And I'm going to have them all set up for them there. And, of course, everything online, Giuseppe the MC. Yeah, it's great. Oh, beautiful. And Marco Giorgio, for our listeners at home. Let's say you really blow up, man. Where can we follow you online? Uh, you can 
Catch me on my Instagram at uh, Real Val C, Valuable Commodity, hopefully one day <laughs> on Instagram. But uh, you can catch me all over Giuseppe's page. Uh, he uh, he likes to share share my stuff a lot. There we go. Congrats again, man. Next Italian yes. coach, Marco Giorgio. Thank you again to our good friend of the show, Giuseppe the MC. Do not miss this show live coming up. Hit up online for tickets. And again, thank you to Bones Poli and our friend Marty Young. Don't forget to check out Bones Poli's new special and album dropping May 30th. Hit up comedybar.ca. That is our show. That is our panel. Don't forget you can listen to every episode back to the dawn of time on Global News Online. We'll be back next week. This week's Comedy Rx is Bones Poli. You know, most people have life goals, right? Most people want the, the kids, the spouse, the career. I don't care about any of that stuff. I have death goals. I put them on Pinterest. <laughs> it's unfortunate that a lot of my death goals are illegal, but I figure what better time to get busted breaking the law? I'll be dead. What are they gonna do? I would need some of my live friends to help me carry out a lot of these plans, so they'll have to not get caught. Except for the plans I have in which everybody dies, but for some reason it's still hard to get people on board. I don't know why. The first thing I really wanted to do, I wanted to have a Viking funeral. Does everyone know what that is? Some of you, yeah. It's, it's where you put the cadaver on a boat with all of their worldly possessions. You light it on fire, you send it off to sea. It's romantic. I found out those are illegal in Canada. I also found out why. Apparently the flames from the boat would not actually get hot enough to decimate the corpse. So what would happen is the boat would burn, the stuff would burn, and then a gnarled carcass would just wash up on shore for some kid to find. That just makes me want to do it more.